You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. We Podcast and We Know Things is supported by CastBox, the fastest-growing, highest-rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 16 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. CastBox has also pioneered a brand-new way to search. All you have to do is enter a keyword or phrase, and CastBox will search all show titles and transcripts of every single episode to deliver exactly what you're looking for. So head on over to your app store, download CastBox, and try it for yourself today. Hey everybody, this is Chris Rafalius from the band Punchline. And this is Steve Sabosley from Punchline. And you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. It's a great podcast. Yo, it's Will Pugh from Cartel and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello everybody and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. I'm still pissed I didn't make the show you and Trevor went to in May. And that show that you're, well, the show you're referring to is the Hawthorne Heights show at the Foundry in Philadelphia. And Chris can't thank you enough for coming to that interview with me. But uh, one of the best bands that we heard in the last five years, one of my new personal favorite bands, Heavy Things, who actually supported Hawthorne Heights on that tour, or on the phone with us all the way from Ohio. I mean, it's only one state over from where we are, but still, uh, their new record, Glimpse, is out now. You don't want to be missing out. Pardon the pun. We're joined by Will Dealey and Casey Costello. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course, absolutely. We're going to jump right into the question today because we got 20 questions for you. It's like we're going to play the game from when we were kids. Uh, a little, tw- But they're not yes or no because this would be a really short interview, uh, if, if that were the case. So, so we'll start off with uh, where did you guys all meet? I played in a couple bands with Chris, our guitar player. Um, probably I played with them in like three bands over the last like five years or so, hmm. and then um, kind of from that, uh, I like started a little solo project thing, and uh, you know, we, I brought on like I I met I've been friends with Alex since I was ten years old. We've been playing music together for like almost fifteen years now, hmm. and uh. But yeah, so I brought in Chris, and then we needed a, a bass player, so he brought in Casey, and this is like kind of before I even knew who he was, and then uh, I brought in Alex, so it was kind of like the meeting of like two sets of like lifelong best friends, sort of. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's cool. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it all can, came together, pretty much. Do you remember the, the three band names, what they were before you were... Oh, uh, so we, well, we were like session musicians for like, uh, one, one guy was like, just like a pop artist, like an up and coming, like pop artist, And we just kind of like, just played like live for him. And then we also did that same thing for a country artist. And then we kind of both just quit that. And then, um, I started playing like acoustic and then wanted to make it full band. So we had to bring in more guys. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, no interesting. Well, I guess we almost, we tried to start like a bar band, like cover band, and that was called the Bourbon Boys, but that didn't really, that didn't really work out. And the name was kind of stupid. So you, you tried to, you, you, you tried a little too hard for the bar pun is what you did. That was that was exactly what we were going for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I can think of a couple ones that maybe aren't as bad, but 
uh, <laughs> now, that one's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> now, when the nah, it wasn't not my idea, guys. Not that's okay. Idea. Now, now, so let's get into heavy things. Uh, were there any names specifically floated around before you landed on heavy things for the four of you? Um. No, well, before it was called heavy things, it was just my name, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of. I can't. So I, I had like gone or written and pretty much recorded mostly by myself mm. and then uh when i signed to invoke records they were like yeah music's great but uh we should we should uh we should have a band name guys <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> i was like all right so i was like okay well what's uh let's do a band name and and so we did and heavy things was kind of just i don't i don't really know where it came from it was like just kind of the first thing that i thought of and uh, everyone just kind of seemed to be like, "Yeah, this is cool." So we just we just ran with it. So, but yeah, not that, just because you're a huge John Mayer fan. Oh yeah, that too. Everyone's like, "Oh, heavy things, uh, John Mayer album." And I was like, <laughs> "Love John Mayer, but no connection." Sure. Yeah, huge, yeah. huge John Mayer fan. If that's what you, if that's what you want the name to come from, sure, it comes from that. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got? Can you tell us about like the first show you guys did as Heavy Things? This is actually a pretty funny story. Um, our first show was in Nashville at a house called Dad's Basement or Dad's Garage. Uh, that's a, that's a, Dad's that's garage. a very inviting name, yeah. Yeah, so it's and it's just like some there are like some friends of mine now that just they were like they went to a college there. It was they go to it was Middle Tennessee State University, and um, they put on shows at their like rented house that they lived in and they called it dad's garage or whatever. And, uh, but anyway, we, that was going to be our first show is just going down there and just like giving it a shot. And we had just bought this van, like this really, I think it was like a $4,000 van. So you can imagine how (laughs) nice that is. And then, uh, like, hey, yeah, we're a band now. We're uh, going to go travel to our first show in, in Nashville at Dad's Garage. And uh, we just start driving, and our van broke down. Nah. It, was just, it was just throwing up oil out the back. We had to, like, leave it in Kentucky, and then, like, another band picked us up. And then we played, and it was, like, probably eight people at the show. And it was just the best first show experience you could ever have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that I for sure thought we were breaking up that day. That <laughs> day. One and done. The old oh, yeah. van breaking down on the side of the road on your way to your first show story. It's a tale as old as time, Will. It's a tale as old as time. Uh, sure now, a lot of folks that we interview, uh, they listen to like completely different genres of music than the kind of music that they generally make. Uh, do you two fall into that as well? You know, what are some bands or artists that you would recommend to us? I mean, I think we listen to, we listen to just about everything. Um, definitely John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely John Mayer. But that is not quoted the album title. Or yeah. I think... Uh, Casey's kind of selling it short. We list, we all listen to like a bunch of different music. Um, I mean, honestly, like half the tour, I was listening to like country hits, hmm. like in the van all day. And uh, oh, yeah, like I'm talking you like that, like, Casey. <laughs> I think we listen to "Get Your Shine On" uh, <laughs> more than any other song in the second half of our tour. Yeah, Florida Georgia Line. 
Nice. Yeah. We listened to Florida Georgia Line, dude. I was listening to Merritt Morris, uh, Frankie Ballard, whatever. Um, Killer Chorus as well. Killer Chorus. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So good. But, uh, Chris, like, Chris listens to a lot of, like, melancholy singer-songwriter stuff. Like, he's a huge Phoebe Bridgers fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty big Phoebe Bridgers fan as well. And, Noah uh, Gunderson, for sure. Noah Gunderson, Gunderson Julian one. Baker. Nice. I like to say that, I like to say that, uh, um, Casey is like the big festival rock fan. Yeah, I hear you on that, Casey. I'm the same way. So he listens to like Dawes and like <laughs> Portugal the Man. I don't know. <laughs> Stuff like that. That's the first time in 116 episodes Portugal the Man has been brought up. So. Really good for you, Casey. Well, they're all over the radio, so I don't know what's going on with the podcast. Uh, so yeah, we, we'll we'll own that. We'll take it back for feedback. We'll discuss, and then we'll we'll try to improve. Um, but will you you guys signed? You know, I know you said it was kind of under your name. Um, it was about two years ago since Invogue came into the picture. How has your time with the label been? Um, it's it's been good. They're they're really really supportive of us and. Uh, that even includes JT from Hawthorne Heights, kind mm-hmm. of just bringing us in under his wing, because um, he he was he's pretty involved at the label as well. I don't know if you knew that or not, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they've been they've been good, man. Um, it's they're pretty hard, they're like a hardworking small label, and like you know their business is trying to break small bands like us. So, um, but they. They're definitely always excited for any ideas that we bring to the table, and they're always willing to like give us some guidance on um, what we should be doing or what they think we should be doing, or like you know if we need to be backed and or like submitted for something, then they'll spam emails to everybody, and even <laughs> if it doesn't work out, man, they're they got our backs on it. So um, it's been good, man. I mean, I I like all the people that. I mean, there's basically three people that we deal with within the label, and they're all really great people and hardworking, and uh, they believe in the music. So I'm excited about it still. So it's cool. It's been good. It's been a good relationship. Now, when I was uh, backstage interviewing JT at his show uh, at the Hearthstone Heights show, you guys were in the room, um, hanging out, doing your thing on the couch. I think you were on your MacBook. Uh, if I remember correctly, but JT referred to you guys as the heaviest of things during our interview. And I have to agree. Now this is going out uh, of our order a little bit. So I'm going to just jump to this because you mentioned JT, then we'll get back to uh, kind of the earlier stuff. But how did you actually end up on tour with Hawthorne? Well, so I've actually toured with JT. Like that was our, this past tour is my third tour with him or with him personally. Um, we became like like once we signed the Invoke Records, and he was like, he was there, like he's like one of the guys that like, you know, was backing us and him, him and Nick like when I saw when I was signed the contract, he was there, mm-hmm. and uh, there was like a small opportunity last summer to go on a like an acoustic tour with him and Shane from Silverstein, and uh, it was only like a week or two weeks long. And, uh, we traveled together and he just, he's like, Hey, you want to, you want to do this tour? And I was like, yeah, I would love to play music with you guys. <laughs> yeah. It sounds awesome. No and we fair. went to, it was like, yeah, it was like a, 
it was like Chicago and then like all the cool West Coast cities. I was like, this is like vacation with mm-hmm. two of my favorite bands from when I was a kid. So this is sick. So yeah, I did that. And then um, some time went by. Like We had a great time on that tour. And then some time went by and they did like a short, Hawthorne did like a short eight show run right before Thanksgiving. And uh, they just kind of threw us on there too. And um, so we did those eight shows, and those were great for us, with the exception of our van breaking down again. Oh, <laughs> it broke down. We were in. It was like our, it was like the third show, and uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, it was we're, Oklahoma City. Our transmission blew. The van could only drive in reverse. So we just <laughs> yeah, that we were fun. like, well, we can't just reverse our way through the rest of the store. So we I, just I remember getting in our car to get fucked. Uh, and we just put it in drive and step on the gas, and it just doesn't move. Yeah, oh, that sucks. But it was also like the first tour that we ever made money, so we were like, "All right, we gotta, we have to just rent a minivan and just go for it." So we just we did that, and we we finished. The, we just left like we took whatever gear we could take, and then we just left everything else in the van at this like you know just like a like an auto shop and. And we were just like, well, we got to finish the tour. So we finished the tour. And on the last day of the, the tour, we were kind of like, dang, this tour is sick. We got to figure out how we're going to do something like this again. And uh, Hawthorne takes us out to like a, we're in Memphis. So t- they took us out to, for some barbecue. And they were like, uh, they just kind of invited us back out for this most recent tour. They're like, yeah, hey, you guys want to, we love touring with you guys. Like, uh, you guys want to, do this again <laughs> but longer you can't say like no to way that. fucking longer <laughs> yeah i mean you, it was a you, first of all you the tour started in mid-april you released a record out during the tour on april 20th yeah. it was a multi-month 50 set show supporting hawthorne heights we're going to get to that in just a second because we have a couple different questions about glimpse and releasing the record but i want to go back to the goner days uh, it was only released last year, but with Glimpse coming out this year, it almost kind of seems like forever ago. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, lots happened between now and then. So could you kind of sure. walk us through that time of, you know, the goner days to whereas it was only about a year or so turnaround before Glimpse? Could you just kind of walk us through that? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, so like I said, like, goner, the whole, I guess, the year of goner being out was like kind of us just figuring out how to be a band together because like it's not like we had been playing for years and years and um you know doing a bunch of you know legit band things as the four of us um so it was kind of like it was kind of just like a huge discovery period like from the music to playing our first shows, buying our van, going on tour for the first time, you know, just like really just going for it. And, uh, you know, so we, we did, we did that and we, like glimpse, like you said, glimpse came out literally a year after Donner. And it was kind of, the idea was to take advantage of the tour. Like we got this tour in November and we're like, the label's like, hey, we, I know it's kind of quick, but if, if you think you can get it done, we you could have a new album out. We can just blast this thing when you're, uh, you know, when you're out. So 
Um, it was a quick turnaround, but uh, and I, but yeah, I mean, um, that's basically that's basically it. Last year was like a huge learning experience, and then uh, the new the new album was kind of just like getting comfortable. Like I I basically wrote Goner by myself, mm-hmm. and uh, Glimpse was definitely a more collaborative effort, especially between me and Chris, our guitar player, and kind of just really finding out what our sound is and how we're going to sound and like what we do. So, um, yeah, it's basically the best way I can describe it. Now with both records, like we said, being released back to back and limited, you know, stage time, how do you come up with your set list? Is it challenging or, um, well, we kind of went in with the idea, uh, this, this time around, uh, what songs just play the best live. And I kind of went into like, even the writing process really is like we played shows and you kind of you kind of you kind of feel like as like when you were well at least how i've written songs lately you kind of like i'm just in my bedroom playing acoustic guitar and then like you like add drums and kind of just bring it to life a little bit but it's not like you're like you know out demo like you know playing these songs live and like before you really record them or anything so the idea was to um, kind of be, you know, um, aware of how they would play live and whatever. And plus, this this last tour, we put out a new album, so we wanted to, you know, play a lot of songs off the new album. Uh, so that's kind of how we how we did it. But we still tweaked it a little bit, even when we're out, just just from seeing like what kind of works together and like what gets a good response and you know what songs we like personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, you know, a combination of things that go into it. So you released Glimpse right in the beginning of that tour, like I said, April 20th. So it's only been about two months since that record came out. Did you notice as the tour went on more and more folks singing along to those tunes specifically off a of Glimpse or maybe even discovering you through? Because, I mean, you guys push this tour every day on social media. Hawthorne all over on social media, Sienna Skies, Hotel Books, Listener, when they came on. Did you kind of notice more and more as the tour went on, people were starting to notice or sing along, especially to the Glimpse songs? Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, definitely. Uh, mainly mainly because we were on this pl- uh, Spotify playlist called like Pop Punk's Not Dead. And um, have like a quarter million listeners on that thing, uh, so that was that was like a really good placement for us. And we we got some people knowing the songs from that. And then uh, you know it's kind of weird because we're definitely a, we're obviously a very small band. So even even the re- even though the record was out, uh, we were definitely playing to people that have never heard of us from, like the majority of the time. So. Uh, you know, it was there was some cities that we've been to before that um, kind of got hip to the the records, um, both of them even uh, from the last time that we went there, and then uh, there were some random you know pockets in the in the country that kind of we were better received than others. But uh, yeah, I mean, there was there were some people that I would say the. Most of the people knew us from that playlist, if they knew us at all. And then uh, I definitely noticed. I definitely noticed every time I started playing "Missing Out," people would pick up their phones to record it. That's oh, yeah. like they'd heard yeah. it before. They, you know, yeah, before. "Missing Out" is that's like that was like I guess the the way people know us if they know us is from that song being on the playlist and uh, yeah. And even when people like because I 
I would be surprised because it would be like you know if if there's there's only a, a few people that would knew, know us in any night you know any given night and mm-hmm. they would like usually come up and say hi or whatever and I would always ask I'm like well, how did you how did you hear of us sure. it was either sure. just like random YouTubing or uh, or that playlist on Spotify so so but yeah I mean. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess to answer your question, it's, it's a little bit of yes, but mostly, uh, mostly of, mostly just playing to people we don't know. Now you mentioned you know people were recording, missing out when you guys played it live. How was it like shooting that music video? That was a, that was a fun experience. Um, shooting with Zach, he was super professional. He knew every angle. He knew what he was doing. He knew you know where to put us, um, and. It was like working with with a movie director. Um, he knew, you know, what what time of the day was perfect lighting for where he wanted to shoot it. Um, for me uh, specifically, I got to play the, the Jason character, so that was pretty fun. Yeah. You got to put a mask on and and uh, goof around in that. Did you but scare that was, anybody? That was super fun. What is that? Did you scare anybody? Maybe hide or like scare someone when they popped out or something? No, actually, I didn't do that. Is that a regret of yours? <laughs> Everyone was pretty aware of where Casey was at all times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they made sure they knew where he was at. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. No, it was a... <laughs> dude, we had a blast shooting that video, man. It was like... Um, well, me, well, all the people that were in it are like, you know, our friends and family. And, um, you know, like the first day, we're basically just dr- like drinking beer by like a campfire. <laughs> and like Zach's just going around um, just... You know, he's like, "Hey, can you guys do this? Can you can you pretend to see Jason over there and just fucking lose your mind, <laughs> or like, you know what I mean?" And then also, his family like was like, it was like the best hospitality of all time. Like, they like the fam- best family. You ever had. Oh yeah, that's dude. awesome to hear that. We shot, we shot at his like his parents' house in the town that like I'm from, Pickerington, Ohio, and uh, you know his like his. We're like honest families, like property. They have like a pretty big, you know, yard and like have like a pond. And they, that's where we shot like the campfire scene. And, uh, his dad was like driving, driving us back and forth from the house to there. Cause it was like, when we shot there, like it was, but we're, the whole idea was to make the summertime video. And it sucked because, well, the, the video is great, but it sucked because it was, it was early April and it was like 20 degrees. Oh. It was it was like snowing like half the time, and we're like trying, we have to like look warm because this is supposed to be like a summer camp or whatever. So his dad's like bringing us from their house to, down to where we're shooting, and then like his mom like made this huge dinner for everybody. And then the second day we shot out in Zanesville, Ohio, which is about like an hour hour and a half away, and it was at his aunt's house, and it was like the same thing all over again with different people. <laughs> like they're just you know, so excited that we're there and like having such a great time just hanging out with everyone. They're trying, everyone's trying to help out. It was just, it was so cool. It was like such a genuine experience that, uh, it just really like makes the video even like that much more special to me, at least personally, mm-hmm. that we had such a good yeah. experience just making it and had so much fun and had all the people that we love in it. And then like, and then like just the experience of just shooting, it was just great. So yeah, it was awesome. Outside, Outside of missing out, you know, with Goner or Glimpse, what song would you say has gained the most traction with your fans outside of that? Uh, outside of that single, mm, uh, <laughs> I I don't know, man. It's actually 
it's kind of weird because people will say that it's like a, kind of like a mixed bag, I guess. So like missing out is like the song that kind of like was, you know, picked up by the playlists and like kind of obviously the first listen for a lot of people. But then, you know, it's always, it's always, it's been all over the place from, from there. Like we have some people really like kind of like the more pop punky stuff. That's kind of just like the straightforward, like anthem choruses and then, whatever but then you know there's a lot of people that there's like i've had a lot of people come up to me and say that they like like feeding flowers or like you know one of them like more of the vibey songs like the kind of like the interlude track sort of even so mm-hmm. um i haven't there's, there's not like one song that we don't play or like there's not like one song that's on the record that we didn't like push as a single yet that has had like an overwhelming like unexpected support. It's been a little bit of, of everything, honestly. So so I'm going to geek out for just a minute. I'm putting my geek hat on bear with me. I promise I'm going somewhere with it, but so I'm going to set the stage. We're at the foundry, um, in Philly. It's a smaller venue, more intimate, tiny stage bar in the middle, some comfy seats off to the side. Um, by the way, definitely that more people at that show deserve to hear you guys than were there. I'll, I'll just start off with that. Um, oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, and that's number one. Number two, I'm off in one of those cushiony chairs off to the side uh, with the guy who was helping me with that interview that night. So we're sitting there, we're hanging out, and I love opening acts. That's how I found out about half the bands that are tattooed on me and half the bands that I love to death. It's just you go to the show and doors open, you hang out, you listen, and you hope to catch some good vibes. So I'm doing that. Obviously, we're preparing for the for the Hawthorne interview. But all of a sudden, I hear, falling in love. And I was like, What? And I look over, and that's the song that got me hooked. Was gone again, and that's the song that's that's the song that stuck with me. So I'm talking to Casey at the merch table, and I'm picking up the record, and I'm kind of like ready to leave because I just want to go listen to it. And that's nothing against anybody else that night. I just wanted to kind of go home and chill it out. So I put it on in my car. I had about a 45 minute drive on major highways. I'm telling you now. I wanted to drive about 30 miles an hour the entire way home just so I could listen to it like multiple times, but I couldn't find myself skipping a track and there's no ass kissing there. No bullshit. Like I didn't want to skip a track. So I, it is the hardest. If you ask me what, what my favorite song in the record is, I wouldn't be able to tell you because at first it was gone again. Then it was glimpse. Then it was tangent. Then it was feeding flowers. Then it was vices. I, I, I have no idea where to go with it because as much as I love the pop punky anthem, I'm with you. I love the interlude stuff too. It brings you down. It brings you down. So I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. And then I heard Goner. So then Salt Stains is in my head for five weeks. It's insane. <laughs> oh, dude. Wow. Actually, you know, funny story, man. It's funny that you say that because, um, you know, Salt Stains was like so sienna skies they were like they were so like they were like the only band that has like really ever heard of us before we went on tour (laughs) and they were they were like oh my god you guys have to play salt stains you have to play salt stains and like salt stains is like the highest like the hardest song to sing because it's so high and um so they were just like bugging us about it the whole time and we played we played this like random we so like Hawthorne Heights and like two of the other bands were on this festival in Wichita and uh we played this like emo night like after party thing like where we played like two hours worth of 
emo covers plus mixed in with our own music. Hmm. And we, we finally played Salt Saints for them. But it's just so funny because they literally just bugged us all <laughs> the entire tour, both months. Just yeah, they're like, you guys just need to grow up and just, you guys need to grow up here and just play Salt Saints. <laughs> it's just so funny. How did it work out? Did it, did it sound good? Oh, yeah. Dude, good. it's. It's a great, dude. We love. It's a great song to play. It's hard. Yeah. To, it's just one of those things that's like hard to pull off, especially when you're playing every night, and that's you know it's you're. Tough. It's so it's so high, man. It's a high. It's a it's a vocal shredder, is what I call it, <laughs> because it's like almost screaming. Mm-hmm. You can't really. It's hard to it's hard to really tell from like the recorded version, but because you know you get breaks in between, you know, <laughs> in between your takes, so. When you're playing it all at once, it's just a, it's a little bit of an undertaking. But yeah, man, it was cool. It's a fun song to play. I'm I'm glad that you like that one because that's one of my favorite songs. So next time you guys are in yeah. Philly, you got to play it. We'll keep it in mind. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he said we'll keep it in mind. We'll take it. We'll take that. Yeah, um, yeah I, that's that's probably my favorite song off of Goner. I was just I was on my way to a wedding, and um, I was like. To my, I said to my wife, you have to listen to this band. And of course, she's going to say yes, because I'm not going to kick her out of the car. And so, I mean, I would. I don't get, don't put it past me, but she wouldn't get out. So we're listening. And, and when she starts tapping her toes to something that isn't country, I know I win. So, uh, and then when Salt Stains came on, she looked at me. She's like, hell yeah. And that's how I knew. And that's how I knew we were we were right to be married at that moment. Nice. <laughs> but uh, for, for all of our... Um, for all of our fans that are finding you for the first time that already don't follow you on social media, could you give yourself a you know a little plug there and tell us where you can find us or where you can find you guys on social media? Yeah, so um, all of our social media handles are at Heavy Things Rock, and then all of our music is found anywhere that you can find music ever. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then uh, I'll even plug a merch store that we don't have yet, but we will have a merch store. Like a like a merch store directly from us that'll be coming out in like the next week with some like tour leftovers and um, yeah dude that's where you can find us we are also launching an e-commerce store in the next week so that's cool uh, yeah man looks like we're doing it uh, side by side that's right and yeah you guys can pick up glimpse on eight track apparently. Uh, coming to a local record store near you. Uh, but a couple more things about music, and then we have to transition to some nerdy stuff because we are a nerdy podcast. We don't just cover music. We do uh, movies, TV, video games, and I want to talk to you guys about that stuff too for some recommendations and a little Twitch conversation. But you guys do a weekly series called Naked Things. It's one of the highlights of the week. You just It's a stripped-down acoustic version. Could be an original tune. Could be a cover. How did that come about? What were some of your favorite songs, if covered, or even done stripped down from your own stuff, and what's next? Naked Things was actually JT from Hawthorne Heights' idea. He was like, he's like, you guys should just, you guys should do something like that. You guys just, you know, you're, you're like, and we kind of were thinking the same things. So where I was just like, what's, what do we do? Like, why do we like take advantage of like seeing the entire country and like being all these places we've never been and and kind of tie in our music and, you know, just music that we love. And, uh, yeah, basically just, you know, cause that was like, the, that's the thing that we've kind of learned over the last year is like how you just have to just keep creating stuff. And like, even if you're just a band, you have to still like put out other things or I don't know. But anyway, this was, it was like, 
just like a kind of like a random idea and um but yeah it's it's been cool because the idea is just to play you know whatever music either a song that we you know an acoustic version of our song our own songs or acoustic versions of other people's songs and wherever we're at in the country and just kind of just setting up a camera and just letting it rip and not really putting too much thought into it just kind of just capturing the moment right so uh you know we started doing that and uh it's actually gotten a pretty good response so far um but uh yeah i mean it's 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 been a lot of fun i think our favorite my favorite one was definitely the we were in san diego and we did we were literally off of ocean avenue in san diego so we are or, or, yeah like right outside not in san diego it was actually that was in Huntington Beach, and uh, you know we did uh, Ocean Avenue from Yellow Card, and uh, the vibe was just super good. It was our first, <laughs> it was our first one on the beach, and it was just a, it was a great time, dude. So, yeah, those things are, uh, those things are a lot of fun, and we're gonna keep doing stuff like that. Um, we have some stuff planned, like that we can do from home, that we're gonna do, uh, that we're shooting actually on Monday. Cool. getting into some other content like that um but yeah i mean it's been a lot of fun and we're glad that like people are liking it and sharing it and uh i think it's just like a starting point really to what we can do with it so yeah i've seen you guys do them in front of the golden gate bridge on a beach uh, at a baseball stadium i think there was one yeah uh, um oh, now, yeah and yeah. you you asked uh i think it was either in the video or on the the caption for it on Facebook. You said, put what you guys want in the comments. I put it in the comments and I'm saying it now. I'd love a little baby blue from the early November. Ooh, would I love a little baby blue? Oh, baby blue. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, dude. Maybe we can make that happen. I would love it. It all just depends. It all just depends on if I can do it justice. This is <laughs> we, we, we have faith in there's, you. There's some songs where I'm just like, eh, <laughs> I don't know if I can, I don't know if I got this one. Now with the Hawthorne Heights yeah. tour, it's, kind of, it's over. When's the next time you guys expect to do a second leg tour where you guys are headlining? Oh, man. Uh, probably not as soon as a, we'd obviously want. But, I mean, um, I mean, maybe, I mean, in Philly we might. Yeah. I don't see, I don't see, us, uh, I don't see us doing like a full U.S. headlining tour anytime soon just because we're so small, man. Like uh, we're kind of like our hustle right now is trying to just hijack other bands' fans. Yeah. <laughs> that's, our, that's our mission statement right now. So we're, uh, we're submitting for, you know, a bunch of uh, cool tours in the fall and hopefully we get another cool opportunity. Um but, you know, our kind of we'll probably be playing some more regional stuff like short weekend regional mm-hmm. potential headlining stuff, uh, you know, until then. But uh, I think the next time the whole country will see us, we'll definitely be on a support tour for someone else. And, uh, yeah, so just got to build it up so we can uh, come back and come back and play more songs and, uh, you know, do all that. So. Sam, for when they do the regional stuff, we're only a short six and a half hour drive. 
We'll take uh, it. Philly, Philly has, I thought Philly was further than six and a half. It's, it, the way Sam drives, it's six and a half. I got a heavy B- foot. Believe me, he's got a heavy foot. All right, he's uh, fast. All right, all right, so you can drive us to the show. That'll be probably <laughs> no problem. Like twice just, as fast than I will drive. Just don't take a van. Please don't take a van. <laughs> I, I can get a start quick. <laughs> Yeah, Casey's a pretty quick quick driver. Oh, yeah. Uh, so anything else that you guys want to cover about music before we transition into the rest of the conversation? I don't know, man. I think we covered a lot of bases there. We did cover a lot. That was a, that was, that was a pretty pretty good... Charge uh, yeah. the plugs and everything. Yeah, the history. Sam, give me, a little, give me a little pat on the back. Records. I'm going to pat you on the back a little bit here. <laughs> we That's, did good. There's a little pat on the back for Sam there. Good stuff. Uh, now, Will... So this one's specifically for you. I know you're a Fortnite guy, and I urge you all to follow him, watch his streams at twitch.tv slash heavy things, which is uh, original. And uh, why, why Fortnite? Why Fortnite? Yeah. Well, let me tell you why. No, uh, <laughs> no it's just, uh, it's so funny is, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I actually don't really, I haven't been huge into like any game. I used to be obsessed with like Halo Three back when I was like I was like fourteen or fifteen. I like that was a game I like just got super hooked on, and uh, especially in the multiplayer. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't really felt that way. Like kind of like I wanted to be like I, I wanted to just like keep playing since then. Like there's no game that's been like that for me. And then you know, Fortnite comes out, and it's just. It's just such a blast, dude, and, like, everyone plays it, and, like, you can play it on anything, and it's just, like, kind of, like, the great equalizer, almost, like, like, you can, it's, like, almost, like, a topic of, like, just, you know, bar conversation is, like, oh, yeah, you play Fortnite? Oh, what do you play it on? Or, like, <laughs> how many wins do you have? What's your KD? Whatever, dude. It's just, like, it's just kind of, like, just one of those things that everyone plays. It's just, it's funny. It's, like, it's, like, a it's just so it's a phenomenon man it's just it and it's just it's a great game and like they the developers like take really good care of it and um you know update it like super often and just yep improve on it so i don't know i'm just a huge fan of what they do it's free to play i don't know dude it's just it's insane it's just a such a great game and and uh yeah we have a lot of fun playing it casey's like a huge fan too he plays he played on tour on mobile i play on pc so I couldn't. It was hard for me to change gears and try to play on mobile, yeah. but uh, he he played on mobile the, the entire tour. Touch screen controls, Casey. You did touch touch screen controls for that one. Yeah, it's. Uh, I got used to it after a while because I mean, it's, there's nothing else, and you're just in a van, you know. You, except you gotta, except for a Nintendo Switch, you know. but that's that's for another day. Yeah, well, if I had a Switch, I'd yeah, go. there you go. Yeah. I'll I'll just give you mine. You can have it. <laughs> but no, Fortnite's great. Do you guys prefer a way to like hang with your friends? Sure. Like, if you're not around your friends, you get on and squat up and then just have a good conversation while playing Fortnite. Now, do you prefer the battle royale mode or what mode do you prefer to play on? Um, I mean, I'm I, squad zeros or solo. I mean, anything, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't think drop them whatsoever. We've never played like the the PVE side of it. Okay. Like, the save the world oh, thing. I've never, I've never played it. So you're a PvP kind of guy. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm see- all about the I'm all about the competition. It's see, about winning. I I like competition, but I'll take my competition to Mario Tennis, and I'll do a little PVE for Fortnite. I I, I mean, I, everything I've played for Fortnite has been solo PvP. So I mean, I'm down. I'm not going to play Fortnite against you know AI. I want to play it against other people and get my ass handed to me uh, by real people. 
Um, my first battle royale, I did finish tenth. I have to say that, but that was that's been my and highest, now, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It hasn't been pretty since then. I don't your love first, your first game. You got tenth. Yes, yes. And then the next one, I got eighty nine. Greg's like a <laughs> Greg's like a super nerd. <laughs> Uh, I do love gaming. I do, but Sam Sam's got the the TV and film down. I mean, the the two of us, we both love TV. We both love films. Uh, Sam's getting back into gaming now, which is awesome. He actually ranked Fortnite as his number three or one game that he would never play. Yeah. Um, I was up there. Don't hate me. <laughs> I was. Either I was number three or number one. Yeah. I think. I think it was three. I think it was three. We we do a weekly top three, and we decided to do top three games Sam will never play one week. No. <laughs> and and that was on the list. Yeah, so you know, I man, figured man. I just beat the you're new God of War. You're fighting a losing battle there, man. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> I, I'm definitely I'm definitely outnumbered when it comes to Fortnite fans. I would yeah, I would agree. So now in, for film, TV, and then other games, give us some recommendations you have. Some favorite movies, favorite TV shows, and games you enjoy playing outside of Fortnite. Um. Well, since I got back, I've been trying to catch up on Westworld oh. on HBO. And uh, that's that shows awesome. Uh, can't think of anything else off other than that. Games, dude. Games. I'm just literally, dude. Like if I'm playing a game, I'm playing Fortnite right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not uh, even close. I, I think before that, I was playing Grand Theft Auto. So I'm not like I'm not. It's hard to keep up for me to keep up with like you know new games. Like, so I always just play. I end up playing like the casual multiplayer games, like Rocket League or like yeah. Um, well, yeah, Rocket League. Whatever. I know that's probably not like a hot recommendation or anything, but uh yeah, Rocket League's awesome. I play Rocket yeah. I own Rocket League on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, so I'm with you. Nice dude. Yeah, and then uh movies we were just out on tour for two months, so I haven't seen any I didn't I haven't seen like any solo or anything or like uh you know, uh the Infinity War movie or whatever. Yeah, Deadpool but 2. before I left before I left, Ready Player One was sick. Yeah. Really? You think so? That was way better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. I've, so, I've that was, I don't know what... Casey, might, Casey probably has better Rex. He, uh, he's a freaking media fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ready Player One was, was dope. I read the book, and I was excited for the movies to come out. And they like changed it up from the book, but I think in, in the perfect way for... You know, it to be on screen. Yes, Spielberg did a great job. Tasteful. Yeah, yeah, I did. But yeah, I'm a big Star Wars nut too. So I, I still haven't seen Bolo. I've yet to get to that. But um, what did you think of Episode Eight? Infinity War was awesome. That was like no spoilers, but an epic ending, and I can't believe it happened that way. So, <laughs> how did you feel about Episode Eight? So Casey's a Casey is like. I don't want to say the biggest Star Wars fan that I know because I I feel like I know a handful of the biggest Star Wars fans in the world, but uh, like the ongoing joke is like he he like like he it, it's he has like all the merch he has like uh, all a the Tie books. Fighter Bluetooth speaker that gets like <laughs> Velcro to our dashboard of our van our, our old van it was like Velcro there because like our speakers wouldn't work so we left all the music through that so. The ongoing joke for me is to go still be like, dude, I'm so excited for Star Wars. You see the trailer, whatever. And I was like, Casey, Star Wars is okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, I heard that almost every day. Yeah. Almost every day. Now, <laughs> how, how did you feel about the um, Princess Leia's Superman in it? In episode eight. Say that again? Oh, her, her Superman. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm also the kind of guy that like, 
just going to watch a movie and not shit all over it yeah. because it's like unorthodox to what it always has been. Like, I'm the kind of guy that's going to go to a movie and be like, it's Star Wars. That's super cool. There's space shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, usually, you know I'm the what I mean? same like, way. I, I usually never like, shit you know, on Transformers. Movie. I'm like, dude, it's huge robots destroying a city. Like, what do you, it's a movie. I mean, I. I enjoyed That's, episode eight. It just, I feel like when she's Superman, it took me out a little bit. And the other time was when was Finn weird. was going to sacrifice himself. And then the chick she saves him and there. they don't blow up. Yeah, it was, it was, it was weird, but I, I always try to justify all those things, um, to, to, to make myself not, you know, <laughs> not serious. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's called like, uh, like blind optimism <laughs> on a bear movie series. Like, you're like, you were so like they can't do no wrong. You were such a fan that there's literally nothing that they could do to change it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I am with you, Will. I think Star Wars is just okay. Um, I yeah, haven't I seen Solo it. either. Sam saw Solo. Um, I thought Episode Eight was just okay. That didn't really do anything for me. Uh, apparently, the cameo at the end of Solo is worth it. So yeah. I'll, I'll see it for that. Worth it for that. I'll, I'll enjoy it for what that is. Um, but. You know something something I could really never get into huge myself. But our last question for you, and it's arguably the biggest question we're going to ask you for the day. So prepare yourselves, gentlemen. It's one or two: Bengals or Browns? Ew! God, no. <laughs> you know what's so funny is funny you ask us. It's so funny. Me and Casey are like, but like both like pretty big Steelers fans. I knew that was wow. going to friggin' come. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. And that's, uh, I'm sorry, that might cut deep to you guys. I <laughs> heard a little. I don't give a shit. I don't give a yeah, shit. Were, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, we, we just, like I said before, we went on, we interviewed Punchline two weeks ago, and they're from Pittsburgh or the surrounding area. So they're big Steelers fans. And so this is nice. the third and fourth Steelers fan in a row we've had on our show. And I'll tell you, with this Super Bowl for the for the Eagles, I don't really care anymore. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Long time yeah, coming. So you're both from Ohio. How did you end up becoming Steelers fans as opposed to Bengals Browns? I was just I was just grandfathered in okay. from like my family, and then uh, Casey's your your family's pretty big Steelers Steelers fan too. Yeah, yeah. My, I just kind of got raised as one. My dad's uh, from from Gibsonia, okay, um, just north of Pittsburgh. So yep. I grew up a Steelers fan through through his fandom. I think I'm more of a fan of the Browns, not, like you know, unsuccess. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because so, you're last really... year was unreal? Last year was unreal. So if, we're, if we can, if we, if it's between both teams, the Browns and the Bengals, I'm picking the Browns because they're the better story all the time. Yeah, yeah, they are the yeah. be- they make yeah. for the better headline because they're always finding a way. I mean, well, uh, ten years ago it was which Bengals going to jail next, and now it's. When are the Browns going to get a win? So I can I can understand both sides of the argument for sure. Dude, they don't they never lose this they never lose a game the same way twice. <laughs> That's so true. They will. <laughs> they got to keep it different, guys. We yeah. want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Again, um, your social media is at, at Heavy Things Rock, I believe it is. At everything's rock, all the descri- uh, all the links to their social media, their Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that will be in the episode description. So if you're on iTunes or Castbox or wherever that may be, just go right into the episode. You can click the hyperlink, get all of their social media. There'll be links to download Glimpse and Goner and all of that good stuff. So you can go check out everything right in the episode description. But guys, if you could hang on the line for just one second when we are done here, that'd be great. But thank you guys for coming on the show. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you. 
Cool. And Sam, thank you for being with me today. As a, you know, you were a bad co-host and couldn't come with me to the Hawthorne interview. Yeah, sad but true. I appreciate you there, but we'll be back this coming weekend for episode 97. They did it. They hijacked me. I'm a fan. Brian Foster. Everything you know is wrong. Got that? Now, the reason that I'm calling is because I have begun to suspect you don't have any ladybugs in your freezer. Hey, cuz, Roy here. So about your car. The darkness was never empty. There's this presence in my head. But I'm pretty sure that the book was confiscated by cats. You're damn right we find a lot of bodies when Foster is around. And some people call me the Night Blogger. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.